0: What's up everyone and welcome to Good Morning on Purpose, a daily podcast that aims to evoke a sense of positivity and possibility in your day. This is my first ever attempt at podcasting and serves as a process for me personally to overcome some obstacles and difficulties that I've experienced over the last many years, months, or even days. If nothing else, I can promise a positive or motivational message, an atmosphere of honesty, and a friendly hello from someone you've likely never met. Although there are many things in life that are likely out of your control, Your perspective is yours alone, and from that perspective, the choices we make and the things we think impact our daily outcomes. So with that in mind, and without further ado, from me to you... Good morning. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, and right now it is 42 degrees outside. Today on my walk, I saw a couple of birds circling in the air, and I couldn't quite tell what type of bird it was, but... I watched them for a couple minutes kind of circling around each other. I thought at first maybe they were some sort of like buzzard or other bird that had seen an animal that they were going after, but they seemed to be like circling together. I just wondered why they were doing this. This caused me to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole today, reading about animals and then research that we've developed and things that we've learned about medicine or even the human body and human psychology from discoveries in the animal kingdom. It really strikes me how cool it is that by studying the biology, the anatomy and physiology, and even just the behavior of other creatures, we're able to learn more about ourselves or our potential. I'm a huge science nerd and have a ridiculously overactive imagination, so that combined with my degree and career focus, I have a lot of belief in the potential for us as human beings, both physically and mentally, every single person out there. Yes, even that really weird co-worker or the neighbor that parks way too close to your car. Today I figured I'd share some of the more interesting recent discoveries in the animal kingdom that might have an impact on us as human beings. People can be prone to blood clots for a variety of reasons, including a heart condition, diabetes, certain clotting disorders, even certain blood types during or after pregnancy, if you smoked for long enough, even things like birth control or hormone replacement therapy. But you know who's not prone to blood clots is sleeping bears. Bears hibernate for long periods of time, just lying around sleeping and feeding off of the fat from all their hard work from earlier in the year. That right there is a lesson in discipline and consistency. Scientists did some research and discovered that heat shock protein 47 was 55 times less prevalent in hibernating bears than that of active bears. In similar studies, they found that for sedentary people who are less prone to clotting, they also had a lower prevalence of certain types of heat shock proteins. This research has been replicated in astronauts preparing for space travel, in pigs and other mammals that have similar anatomy to us and to bears, I suppose. And while creatures seem to have this natural mechanism built in, that when we're immobilized for long periods of time, we reduce the prevalence of this heat shock protein to decrease the likelihood of blood clots, this finding could help scientists find a way to reduce clotting in shorter-term periods where people are at risk. Another interesting one was about asp caterpillars. Asp caterpillar venom acts in a way that certain bacteria do, such as E. coli. Their venom is strong enough to put an adult human in the hospital if you get stung by one. When the toxin reaches the outer part of a cell, the protein turns into, like, a, a circular donut shape and then punches through the cell. According to an article in Smithsonian Magazine, scientists think that some sort of bacteria entered the asp caterpillar's DNA a really long time ago, and then when it turned into a moth and had babies, it passed those the, the gene and the ability of this venom to its offspring. It also states that it's possible that engineers could develop medicines that deliver drugs straight into the cells that they need, the drugs to get into allowing the treatment to target just the disease or pathogen or cancer cells that they're trying to target and not damage or hurt the healthy human cells that we want to leave alone it's a very cool combination of evolution and history mixed with literally turning poison into medicine which i'm learning that we do a lot more often than you would think one of the biggest endeavors in science and pseudoscience and snake oil salespeople is treatment of cancer and anti-aging there's an inconsistency called Pito's paradox that states that the larger A creature is and the more cells that it has, the more likely it should be that these animals, like whales and elephants, develop cancer. But it turns out that elephants develop cancer cells a hundred times less often than we do, and with these particular types of whales, bowhead whales, are a thousand times less likely to generate cancer cells. From some recent studies, it's shown that bowhead whales have a certain protein that contribute to their ability to fix DNA much more accurately than humans or cows or mice. When we repair our cells sloppily, we make incorrect additions or deletions to our DNA sequences, which can raise the risk of cancer. It's possible that regulating these proteins that the scientific team found in the whales could help us as humans mitigate damage to DNA a little better. But the most touching of all of the articles that I found was about prairie voles, who are among the 3-5% of mammals that are known to form monogamous pair bonds. Have you ever seen the face of your romantic partner or close friend when you walk through the door, or a beloved family member when you haven't seen them for a long time? The big smile and the hug or holding a partner's hand has been shown to activate certain parts of the brain that are related to fondness or connection. In this study, the researchers were looking at the response of dopamine in the brains of these prairie voles. A small dopamine effect would light up certain areas of the brain like a glow stick, and when a prairie vole saw its life partner, the brain went crazy, like a rave of colors that was unlike any other social interaction that the voles could have with others from their group. These interactions left a lasting imprint in the brain that suggests that love or feelings akin to partnership and monogamy can literally affect your brain chemistry, implying that when you're with someone that you love, someone who makes an impact in your life, or means the most to you, that that is when we have the potential to be at our happiest. It's like scientific evidence that the more you let love in your life, the happier you'll be. The next time you hug a close friend or partner, think of the voles. The Volt Research also found that when voles were separated from each other for really long periods of time, for weeks and weeks at a time, which in a vole's life is like years, The dopamine effect is reduced. Scientists theorize that this is a way for the voles to protect themselves from physiological symptoms of heartache. Both the dopamine effect of being with people that you love and the protective effect of the diminishment of the need for that dopamine from that specific source over time may contribute to both helping people who have trouble making connections, as well as helping people who are going through long-term grief from big losses in their life. It says something really sweet, of course, about how important and how happy It can make us to have close connections, to have loved ones, to have very close friends, and of course how we make social decisions about who we like and who we don't. But it could also be really helpful or healing to people who have less of that social connection. In an age where a lot of relationships are fostered or maintained online on social media or through digital means, this research could be really, really helpful for helping the world feel connected. There's a lot of research out there about depression and other Not so great things about feeling disconnected despite the fact that we are so connected in so many different ways. As technology advances, as we have AI and we have the internet and cell phones and self-driving cars and rocket ships in space, sometimes it can feel like we're going too far, like we're departing from our norm or our nature, like we're destroying the world. But with enough effort and intention, with enough research and targeted advancement, we always have the ability to make the world a better place. Whether it's on a large scale, like doing research like this, or it's on a small scale, just by giving someone close to you a hug, holding their hand, and having a positive connection. So to that weird coworker or that neighbor that parks too close to your car, give them a friendly hello. Give your partner a hug, your best friend a high-five, and carry on knowing that you can definitely justify having a good morning on purpose. The music today was by Scott Buckley, and you can find more information about the tracks that I used in the show notes. Furthermore, I'll try to link as many of the articles and research studies as I can in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening to my rant about different animals and studies from recently, and I hope to catch you in the next episode.